Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, February 6th, we're back. It's National Valentine's Day Gift Reminder Day. Uh, there's a couple days in that sentence, but this is a nice day to remind everybody out there to get on top of that, get the flowers, get the chocolates, because you don't want to be in a rush at the end. So let's go to Alex. How are you feeling? Are you getting gifts ready or what's the plan? Yeah, no, for sure. It's a good day to be reminded because you're about uh, a little over a week out from Valentine's Day. So it's nice to be you know, reminded to get on that and get on your plans and get all that stuff figured out. So, uh, yeah, I'm slowly preparing. Mm. Getting ready, getting yeah. loose. You got the warm-ups off right now. I like yeah. it. Owen, where are you at? You're usually a last-minute type of guy. In the, in the times that I've known you, I would describe you as that. I hope you don't be offended by that. No, but... I don't. That's okay, good. pretty accurate. <laughs> However, like, are you supposed to get gifts for Valentine's Day? That's a good debate. See, that's the thing, though. It's like... I'm not trying to do Christmas again. Like Christmas was like four weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Well, there's, you add up the Christmas and then the birthday and it's like, that's a lot of gifts in one year. Yeah. That's a pretty big commitment to give to someone. And you know, if you're a guy like me, I just don't get that many ideas, you know, like I like having a preset thing about Valentine's day. It's like flowers, yeah. chocolates, can't mess this up. It's like somebody's giving me a guide yeah. for what to do. It's so like, I don't have a problem paying the money. I just like don't know what to get you. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't have an idea. It's in it's an off script on script situation. Like the NFL. Wait, so are you guys going gift or no gift? No gift. I'm going no gift. But I, I'll have the flowers and the chocolate. That's my plan. Yeah, that's like something along those lines. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. I'm Let's not getting go. like an actual like oh like unwrap this present like. <laughs> no. I went to Zara. I got you this shirt. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen for me either. We're down an atom today. I think um, we've been down an atom. We've been down. We've been down. The last two we replaced, and you know we can get to the cursed show, the lost show. But Adam's out. Uh, he did return safely from his trip to the Arctic game. So we're gonna hear all about that next time. I was ready to ask him like a hundred questions about it. So I'm kind of sad to not see him around. But I guess we'll have to wait till the props pick show on friday which is tough uh do you think adam's a gift guy on valentine's day or no i would say you know i don't want to make him upset but i would say yes me too and that's not I a bad too. thing and that's not a bad thing that shows well, that he Adam, Adam, he's a lover i think he is a lover that's what he does yeah. it's his brand yeah. like he's like a caring guy yeah. and it, to be honest if i was a woman i'd date him because he's a really nice guy he cares a lot so yeah that's not a bad. He thing. does care a lot. He's very thoughtful too. <laughs> so why did I send some? But yeah, I actually have that. so many. <laughs> I have so many questions for him about uh about the games. <laughs> like, was there an opening and closing ceremony? Uh -huh. Like, uh, <laughs> did he get like a medal after something for like his hard work? Like, how did it all go? I think I he won. Like, I, I think... need some results. Like, which provinces were good? I think he. I think he. <laughs> report. I think he won the, or he didn't win. I think he refed the gold medal game of futsal. So wow, 
I think he was the Carl Jeffers <laughs> of the Arctic Games. He got the Adam's biggest like assignment. Adam's posting on his Twitter like like a selfie video of him walking in like the opening ceremony. He's like, "Yo, like we really made it, Canada, Canada, let's go, <laughs> Algeria, let's go, dude." He's got the flag behind him. That'd be sick. Well. We'll have to wait till Friday to hear from him. I think, honestly, the first weekend, the first Sunday without football in a while, I said to the, these guys before the show, I'm a little footballed out at this point. I'm ready to get this last one and then just bang it out. I usually don't feel that way, but I feel like we've just been so focused on football this year. I'm ready to see some new stuff. But first weekend without the sport, what did it look like for you, Alex? Yeah. Um, well, as you guys know, big NBA guy. And as Phil texted me over the weekend, he's slowly but surely getting back into the NBA, which was a really, really good thing to hear. Um, so yeah, I've just been keeping tabs on the NBA. Just finished like uh, The Sopranos, which was like six seasons, about like 70 to 80 episodes. So I was grinding that basically during all football season. You've been working so on that. I've been like, that's been a, and I watched the first season like maybe a year and a half ago and stopped. So kind of had to get back on that. So um, I'm looking for a new show that I got to start here. Well, I'm thinking White Lotus next. That's like um, six episodes. Slowly though. starting The Last of Us 2. Mm, that's um, great. So, so I'm thinking of that. And then, yeah, I've just been watching like movies whenever. I haven't been able to watch a movie in a bit. Avatar aside because of just it's like I have work to do. Like I need to watch <laughs> Sopranos, you know? Yeah. So I haven't signed movies it. have kind of taken a setback. So, yeah. I like it, dude. I think this weekend... I kind of felt empty without the football. I'm not going to lie. Like I woke up this morning and I have like a usual ritual I get in, which is like, you know, check the scores, check who's active, maybe scroll on Twitter. And this morning I was just like, oh, like, what do I do now? Like, I, like there's yeah. no script for me to follow. So I've kind of had a, a weird day, That's I would great. say. It, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a t- an adjustment period, I'll say. But the afternoon pods is a huge addition. So you got, you got to look on the bright side at all times. But you're not tuning into the Pro Bowl though? Well, I took a little flip. I took a gander at the oh, Pro Bowl okay. um, this afternoon <laughs> and <laughs> bit of a tough scene. They were playing like flag football. I stayed around to watch Tyree Kill get bodied at the goal line. And I was like, all right, like, I think I've seen enough. Josh Jacobs said that it was like the stupidest thing ever that they were making them do this. So I kind of agreed with that assessment. But I mean, it's it's always going to be tough because it's a tough act to follow with the Mac Jones gritty, I feel like. I think he stole yeah. the show last year. So following up that is always difficult i'd say you guys would never guess where i watched the pro bowl i and it was only for like five seconds but i actually ikea i went to go return something today and they just had like the pro bowl at like the returns and exchanges that's area of of ikea and it was just like yeah i watched like two seconds of it and it was snoop dogg running around kind of like an idiot like yeah pete davidson was involved man like oh I don't even want to we might not even get but like I don't even want to get into the NHL that's what I was gonna say (laughs) I was gonna say it's one thing to make fun of this the NHL all-star game is a next level atrocity it Um, was worse if you can picture that yeah so be thankful I guess is the moral of the story but Owen's first weekend without football I think he had a like a like I, I buzzed my hair and he went for the mullet. He saw he made a mistake that many men across the globe have made and saw a picture of Hector Bellerin and thought I can look like Hector Bellerin. But the hair does suit you and it looks good. I, I have to say that. Oh, it looks okay. It's going to it's going to grow maybe into form. But yeah, my my friend is actually last weekend showed me a picture of Hector Bellerin who I didn't really I actually didn't know at all who he was. Um uh, and I was like, kind of just enamored by the by the cut. <laughs> looked really good, 
So it's kind of been on my mind. And then I was just asking around to see if anybody I knew had clippers and a friend of mine did. And so he never really cut hair, but he just, you know, he was like up for the challenge. So he just kind of went to town. He did a good uh, job for a first timer. We did say. He did. He did. I was pretty happy. Well, I was happy. I'm happy with it for a free haircut and on a, in a, on a kitchen chair. You know, I was pretty happy. Yeah. It's I've gotten worse. (laughs) <laughs> listen to the show will we'll remember the swimmer's guide yeah <laughs> the famous what did you do to him comment from your mom that was an all-timer yeah. dude i'll never forget it that was one. but yeah the mullet it looks good it suits you i like it thank it's you nice. thank you mm-hmm. big win um i i i had a football thing that i wanted to bring to adam's attention i guess i I guess I could do it without him here. The Cowboys hired Brian Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator, and they're going to let Mike McCarthy call the plays. So I I wrote down Brian Schottenheimer's career resume, which is quarterback coach in Washington, 28th ranked offense. Then he was the Chargers quarterback from 02 to 05. It was the only years that Drew Brees in his whole career looked like terrible. So he ran that show. Then he was the Jets offensive coordinator when they had Mark Sanchez, you know, like the good defenses that always had the bad offenses that couldn't make Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. Then he went to the Rams. He was three years there. They were always in the late 20s in offense. Then he went to Georgia. He was the offensive coordinator there. They were the 85th rated offense in the country. Got the head coach fired. Then he came back. He was the Colts quarterback coach in 2017. That was the 31st offense in the league. Then he went to the Seahawks and he was the offensive coordinator there, which he didn't let Russ cook. Like They didn't win a playoff game the whole time. Then he went to the Jags with Urban Meyer and he had the 32nd rated offense with Trevor Lawrence and now he's got the Cowboys job so a really impressive resume I really hope Adam gets a chance to listen to that because this is going to be great I cannot wait for Mike McCarthy Brian Schottenheimer Dak Prescott brain trust on offense that's like made my day sounds like he knows his offense it sounds like he does lots of experience qualified every time I hear Schottenheimer I I mean I didn't even know his resume like that but every time I heard Schottenheimer because they like they're talking about Schottenheimer like wow um (laughs) Everybody listen up. I think that's I don't his know if dad. because of his name. <laughs> his name sounds sick or something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I mean, it looks like the dude isn't very good. So So what's gonna happen with uh Kellen Moore? Like, is he getting hired anywhere? He went to the Chargers. Chargers. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Hell, let's go, and that's your guy. <laughs> that is your that guy. That is my Chargers. guy. That's good I news for you. And that's you know that's what huge news. The other good part of that is it's a hot, hot breath breathing on Brandon Staley's neck if they start yep. like two and three. Raw. I'm a big fan of that hire. I like that. <laughs> I love I love unlock unlock uh Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him to the top quarterback in the league level. Now well, you now you can't you say he doesn't have weapons. Herbert. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. true. It's he can't play receiver. So that <laughs> He might unlock Staley. Unlock Staley. Unlock the wild card. Yeah, I like it, dude. And uh, I think the only other thing going on is, is I mean, we mentioned it a little bit, but Derek Carr just with an all-time pout fest this weekend. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. He had the all-NFL outfit, and then he said that thing about how that's I've never been this hot in Vegas, and that's why they're looking to get rid of me. And then I, I actually... I fully now believe that it wasn't a joke. Like the retire when he left Vegas thing, like he seems like he's very despondent about this whole thing. So I thought for the longest time it was like a ha ha joke. I'll retire if I leave here. But I think like he's genuinely dead ass, like distraught about this. I mean, I get that. But if you're going to make such a big like claim that 
you know, if they do decide to move on from me, I'm going to retire and you think they never would have moved on from you. I mean, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes here where it's like, I'm so good that, you know what? Second, the Chiefs move me. I'm done. I want my, like, I got my contract. It's all good. It's like, you're Derek Carr. You're like one of the most average quarterbacks. And to think that the Raiders wouldn't want to move on from him is like, wow, what a hot take. And I mean, how highly he thinks of himself is like, <laughs> like, I'm very surprised. Um, and the other thing, like the burns and stuff he's doing there at the Pro Bowl is like so cringe. And I thought some of the tweets were funny. We're like, <laughs> we're like, he's taking, he's like participating in those challenges at the Pro Bowl. And, and Twitter's like, all right, like Derek Carr's getting his trade value up. Like he's nailing these competitions. I thought that was funny. So I think it's a bit lame on, on his part. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good news for you, and I, this is actually maybe not good news for either of you because I think Owen had talked himself into Aaron Rodgers, but now it seems like you're the last two at the table. Like It seems like the the Rodgers race is coming down to the Raiders and the Jets, which it seems like a loser gets Derek Carr situation, which that's, that's an interesting silver medal for each of you. But I, I think, Alex, if the Raiders, I actually, I was hoping he would go to the Jets for Owen's sake. But now Alex would be the one who has to pivot harder off his Rogers stances to get behind it and get excited. So I kind of want it to go that way, personally. You know what? I'm down for some Rogers. He That was a big grin, big smile on his face there at that golf tournament. So, um, I'm going to welcome him with open arms. <laughs> I told you guys, honestly, I just respect Rogers and his antics at this point. He's basically just like... LeVar Ball at this point and it's like you know you just have to respect the brand like there's no other way around it so you guys know I'm a big fan of I'm immunized and let's go I think you'd have a great time in, in Las Vegas I just want to say I'd rather see him in the green and white <laughs> I want that personally I will be I, I would be happy with both okay what I think yeah. is funny is like <laughs> what I think is funny is like Rogers and Adams being like okay like Let's go to a different team. Let's all be like two years older. Let's have a worse coach and a worse roster. But like, like, let's make it happen. Let's run it back. Let's do it. Run it back. <laughs> MVP loading. We know that's yeah. his goal. I did enjoy, I follow Aaron Rodgers. I think I've said this before on this show, but I follow him on Instagram because I like to keep tabs on him, see what he's doing, get my dander up during the day. There's a Monday night gratitude anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And he posted this video of himself this morning where he's like, everybody needs the villain, and I and they've pinned me as the villain, and that's fine. Uh-huh. And he was like, and then he said something about companies that may be funded by Pfizer have painted me as a. I was like, what? Oh what am I watching? <laughs> like it's on his Instagram story right now. I highly recommend you go check it out. I love Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' main character vibes. Yeah, <laughs> there's heroes and villains in in sports and entertainment. And I think because of my stance on COVID uh, and maybe some other things, I've been cast as the villain, especially the last few years. If you take the right, the right sound bite from the right thing, you know, and it's, a, and it's a station that may or may not have in the past been brought to you by Pfizer, then they got to make sure that their villain, oh. you know, gets cast in the correct light. Uh, and whether or not they're, you know, sponsored by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, whatever it might be, what? when you go up against some of those powers that be, you put yourself in the in the crosshairs. You know, they're going to paint you in a certain way, and that's what the media did to me a couple of years ago. That's fine. That's their prerogative. That's what they want to do. Like this guy, like thinking of himself as the villain, he thinks he's like LeBron on the on the 2013 Heat. Like, chill. 
Like <laughs> no one's no one's upset at you for anything, really. You went eight and nine and missed the playoffs. Like no nobody, yeah. nobody's really, really that concerned about you. You make sixty mil a year. You're fine. Yeah. You don't need to be a villain. But I'm happy that both you guys have talked yourselves into him. I really like that. And yeah. I th- I think Owen is at the point where he'll actually be despondent if he doesn't get him, which which is even better. <laughs> no, that's okay. I I would be okay with some Derek Carr. If I don't if you don't get either then yeah, it's going to be... See, the thing is, Owen, like, I'm not good with, like, Derek Carr at all or anyone Derek Carr's caliber, so you can have Derek Carr and I'll take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I like the okay. uh, I like the Saints throwing their hat in the ring for Derek Carr with minus $70 million in cap. It's like, all right, how are you going to make that yeah. work? Yeah. Best of luck to them, though. I, I, I wish them the best. I think the biggest stuff this weekend, we could talk a lot of basketball today because there is quite a bit to get to. Obviously, Kyrie Irving requested a trade since we last spoke um and he has been subsequently traded it they said at first lakers Suns, you know maybe some clippers maybe some mavs the laker fans they were rubbing their hands together they were like doing the lookout like lebron did the tweet <laughs> lebron tweeted the eyes and the crown um which he hasn't followed up with a tweet i'd love to see what he has next but then obviously he gets traded to dallas today dinwiddie finney smith 2029 first that's unprotected going back to the nets i mean Owen, what was your initial reaction to the deal and I think everything that's happened in the last three days? The trade request, I mean, was like a bit <laughs> I would Kyrie say like confusing, but it's Kyrie, so it's almost expected. <laughs> uh, it's been eight weeks of good basketball, and he's like, all right, like something's got to give. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as far as the trade goes, I don't know if I love the trade. Like, I feel like if you're the Nets, I mean, then when, Ky- when Katie and Kyrie play together, they're dominant. Like, they're one of the best duos in the league. Like, I think they're like 20 and like one or something when they're both on the court. Like, they're super good. Uh, and then I think the return, I mean, I, I like Finney Smith uh, and you get picks and stuff, but I mean, I don't know if that's really going to be. Like, I don't know if your team's really going to be better. Like, I think they could have made a run this year. And maybe the situation was just Kyrie would just, it was just not going to work. And that's the part of the reason they did it. But I don't know if they improved their chances at least this year. Uh, and then from the Mavs side, really, I don't really see the appeal at all. Like, I don't yeah. think he makes them better. Uh, I don't really see the fit. Like, I feel like he's somebody that needs to be pretty ball dominant, high usage guy and obviously that's luca's kind of specialty i i really don't understand where the fit is like i'm wondering what they would think of the best case for the duo being and i think it's kind of like a like a chris paul james harden rockets thing maybe like but even that team didn't really i mean they won 65 games or whatever but i mean those are two of the great chokers of all time so putting them together i i just don't really see the roadmap for this being a long-term pairing considering the partnership and then the fact that Kyrie Irving is like a, a literal bubonic plague in human form this was a classic like panic move from the Mavericks I think where they were like okay like we can't keep just running back the same roster because I feel like they've run back the same roster like three years in a row now with essentially the same team like it didn't really work with KP and KP was never like that all-star star type of guy they ended up getting Dinwiddie. He was fine for a little bit, but still same, not not the same deal. And then they kind of panic traded, I feel like, for Kyrie. Um, apparently, Jason Kidd is a fan. Apparently, their GM has like a relationship with Kyrie. So I guess they were somewhat comfortable trading for him. But at the same time, I don't know who would ever be comfortable trading for Kyrie 
knowing the risk. And I, I know and they were fully aware of the risk. So how they match up on the court is going to be really interesting. Um, I almost feel like Luca is going to be the one that's going to have to play more off ball. I don't really know mm-hmm. if Kyrie can play off ball that well. Um, so like, and Luca's usage rate is going to go down and stuff. So um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. Kyrie doesn't really play that much defense if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So neither does Luca. So um, defense is probably going to be bad, but I guess they're just doubling down on their strength of like scoring. Um, so it's going to be interesting for sure. And just to see how, Luca and 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 I'm sure they got Luca to actually sign off on this. I don't think they're making this trade without him like saying sure, like we'll do this. Um so in one sense I like it because the Mavs finally get a star and like say what you want about Kyrie, like he's still to me one of the best point guards in the NBA. Like he's unbelievable. Like how he was playing. Like like you said Phil, put together 8 weeks of unbelievable basketball and then just decided to quit. Weird, but like all the basketball he's been playing in the last 8 weeks has been unbelievable. Like he's so good. Um but then on the other side, there's definitely the risk of him um, obviously just leaving. Like, I don't think the, every, anyone wants to pay him the max or, or anything close to that. So um, giving up that first round pick could be heat later. But at that point, I mean, look, Luca might not even be on the map. So I think you kind of just have to start pleasing Luca at this point. The thing I wanted to add was about the Lakers. Everyone was like, how did they not get the deal done? It's like you guys have to realize like picks aside, like Westbrook's a full on zero, bro. Less, like, he's Spencer, a negative, bro. Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith are like two uh, real like Finney-Smith's a good role player and Spencer Dinwiddie is an above average NBA player. Like I don't know why people are scratching their head about that deal. Like yeah. how how did Palinka not get it done? It's like it's a better trade that you're getting from Dallas straight up. And the highlight of the whole Laker thing, which we the, the highlight really was the the reports that came out that said they're not willing to trade Austin Reeves or Max Christie to make it happen. It was like, oh, we got another THT situation on our hands. Like the Lakers are just kings of grabbing grabbing a guy in the second round, being like, yup, like untradeable. Can't even consider him being moved. I to me, another thing from Dallas's perspective, like I get it, Kyrie Irving's a pretty tantalizing talent on the court. I mean, even uh, last week, I remember they were playing the Knicks, and I was catching some of that game on Saturday, and I mean, he was unbelievable. He'd been averaging like 35 points a game the last two and a half weeks. He's been dominant on the court, but I just, it just dates back to the Brunson thing. Like, I don't understand why they let Brunson go or weren't willing to go to the fifth year with him. At that point, you would get to keep Finney Smith and then maybe you could trade these assets for somebody down low. Or And they, they took a chance on a riskier, older guy who might just decide in six months, I actually don't want to be here. I want to go to the Lakers anyway because that's just what he does normally. I think it's just a huge gamble to take. You know, and they should still be motivated though to probably add then because they did lose some depth. I'm not like, I think they can still add depth though. Um, so we'll see. I think, you know, you got Luca, Kyrie, Christian Wood. I mean, he's okay. I don't think he's, he's horrible. I know people give him a lot of shit, but I think he's a, he's a, he's a fine player. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right though. They should add a little bit more length and, and add a little bit to that small forward position, like a Jay Crowder or something. I don't know. Then again, Jay Crowder is so overhyped. It's unbelievable. (laughs) In his own mind. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He had to hold out and get the, uh, is he, where is he playing now? He's on literally the worst holdout of all time. He's like, I'm, I deserve an extension from the sun. So I'm just not going to show up. It's like, all right, you were pretty bad in the playoffs last year. So not sure who's going to be waiting to give you 20 mil a year, but Hey, I guess somebody will 
come around. The other thing I think for me, the Nets, um, I actually, like, I like Dorian Finney-Smith a lot. I don't think he was a replaceable player on Dallas. He was honestly, like, to me, probably their second best player the last six months. So I like getting him. Spencer Dinwiddie's done a good job pretty much, like, impersonating Jalen Brunson with the Mavericks he's a capable NBA player who the Nets have had before so those are both guys that can play for them but I also I actually liked their team a lot with the way that Claxton has been playing and if they could have got Durant back and I mean it, to me like an Irving Durant pairing is still a much better chance to win the championship than the one that they have now which is the business that they're in to win so I know Kyrie Irving's like an explosive person I get that but I would have just kept him because he's also somebody who could change his mind and say, if you have success in the playoffs, I'll just resign here anyway. Or you yeah. could have changed your mind and put more guarantees in his contract. Like I, I didn't see it as that tenable of a situation, even though I'm disconnected from the situation, obviously. But to me, it seemed well, like they could have just kept him. How much of this do you think, how much of this trade request has to do with like him wanting another contract or wanting more from the nets? Like, I think it was all, extension base that was all of it yeah what i read was that they had offered him a contract that he that it like had opt-outs and was partially guaranteed and he was like that's disrespectful i'm not negotiating with you anymore trade me well what i don't know what makes him think that like what other team is going to give him like that much better of an offer i think the i think there's one out there that will and is kooky enough to do it and it's the lakers i think that's the only explanation well didn't he say he would like take go to lakers for the minimum or something like that yeah but that's such cap like i feel like so many guys say that and it never um is that why you guys think lebron signed the extension though because they promised him like we're gonna go get Kyrie or something in in free agency like i don't know well the lakers to me and the deadlines this week so this is coming up the lakers to me it wouldn't make sense for me to they're not a move away from anything like they could make a trade Westbrook for people and they, they wouldn't be a guarantee to win a round. So if I was them, I would just hold Westbrook, get rid of the money off the salary cap. I think they have like a crazy amount of space this summer where they could at least bring in Kyrie. Cause I don't think they have contracts other than AD and LeBron. I don't know why I wouldn't just yeah. roll it over if I was them. And so then how does KD fit into this? Like at this point, do you, that's the big question. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I would assume you're still trying to win now. But does well, he? He already did his trade request. To, you know, not even a year ago. I know he rescinded that to a point. But this well, team would they shop him again? Do you I, think they're starting to? Well, there was a report though that after they made the Kyrie deal, that the Nets reached out to the Raptors, and the only thing they were reaching out to the Raptors about was probably to get one of the, I don't know, OG, Fred, or Trent, I'm assuming. So what I think the Nets are going to do is they're just going to double down and just try and make the best roster they can at this point. Like probably, like probably trade the Dallas pick too. Probably, yeah, exactly. And that Dallas pick is probably pretty valuable. And I'm not saying it has to be a deal with the Raptors, but I feel like at this point they're like, no, like there's no point in like trading KD. Let's just try and make the best roster we can, honestly. They're also in the uh, in the three or four seed right now. So if they were to like blow it up, it's yeah. They don't have their picks. They're all with the Rockets. I think they have to build under the assumption that they have to You're win. Right. But You're right. it's same, in their best interest to play good. But it's also probably not in Kevin Durant's best interest to be there, considering I think the only exactly. reason he had still been there was Kyrie. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Because most NBA teams weren't really interested in getting Kyrie. They were more interested in what Katie's reaction would be to Kyrie getting traded. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll I think find you, out. you even saw Chris Haynes tweeted right after the trade, like the Suns are ready to re-engage on KD, and and I'm sure you know other teams like Memphis or whoever Sacramento, who's arguably pieces away, would be calling. I'm not sure Kevin Durant's lining up to go to Sacramento or Memphis, wow. but wow. That, would, that would be a sight. Imagine to go going to a Sacramento Dallas game and. KD just got traded to Sacramento. Yeah, this is the other big winner of the trade is Alex, who's going to see the Mavericks twice in Sacramento on the weekend. So he's very excited to see Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know. kind of gets crazy now with, yeah. with this Nets thing. It's opened so. up in the trade world, and uh, your Raptors are right at the front of it. You got OG on the block, Trent on the block. Yeah. What do you want to see the team do, and what do you want to see – come back for OG or what sort of offers do you think have uh, interested you? Cause it does seem like they're going to be moving him. Well, like the first guy out of all those people I'd want to trade is definitely OG. And the second guy would be uh, Fred. I, I'm not a big fan of us trading Gary Trent jr. I don't understand what the big like rushes of trading him. He's 24. He just turned 24 years old. He's like, I honestly think he's like an elite defensive player. Um, he's up there in the league with steals, plays really hard defense. And like Phil said, we were talking to each other the other day, like a professional score. He averages like 19 points per game. I know he can be streaky sometimes, but like most of the time, in my opinion, he's pretty consistent. Um, he can be pretty clutch too. So, and he's one of the only guys on the Raptors that can create his own shot too. And it's not Siakam spin around tornado move. Like, it's an actual, like, I can get my own shot, and there's five different ways I can do it, and Toronto doesn't have too many of those guys. OG, good defender, you know, can score three and D, but, oh, my God, watching him try to create his own shot is, like, a disaster. And no GMs are listening to this, so I feel comfortable saying this, but OG Anunobi is not worth three first-round picks and a a young player. Like, he's just not. Uh, Trust me, I've watched OG for a really long time. He's a fine player, but he's always injured. He's pretty inconsistent. Wasn't a part of that championship run. Like, I don't know. I think he's a little overrated in my opinion, but I'm all for it. Give me all the first round picks you can give me. And then the other guy would be Fred. I think Fred has still a good year or two left, but I think he's going to age really badly just because he's played so much basketball. He like leads the league in minutes played and his knees have been pretty bad the last few seasons. So if I'm the Raptors, I'm trying to get off that off of Fred and not pay him like the four years he's asking for 120 mil or whatever it is. You did once call his knees the pulled pork knees, so it, it would, be, does have pulled pork knees. <laughs> it would yeah. be in your best interest to get off of him. I, I agree that OG is not worth three first-round picks in a young player. Like, I can't, I couldn't sit here and tell you about my favorite OG and OB playoff games for longer than 10 seconds. Like, I don't even know. He was not a part of the championship team. There was the bubble shot. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. There we go. That fills the 10-second quota. That was it. <laughs> but, like... What 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 playoff game, let alone series, um, were you like, wow, OG like took that game over? Like I know he hit a clutch shot against the Celtics, but which series were you like like OG like you know took it to them? Like, like I've never really watched a game where like OG has overtaken a game where it's like, okay, I got it. Do you think that like I I don't know? Do you think that? people around the league just don't watch the Raptors as much. And so they just, it could be. And that's, that's great. I think that's, <laughs> it might be that you could use that to your advantage. I, it seems like his reputation is certainly 
beyond it's what he's accomplished. For some reason, yeah, um, I, I don't get. And it. I know he's like in defensive player of the year talking stuff, but like, like I don't know, is Jaron Jackson going for that much? Like, here, this might this might sound crazy, but what what's the difference with Dorian Finney-Smith and OG Ananobi? To me, there's not. A, like a like huge... on the defensive side, there's not that much of a difference. Like OG scores more, and you know I think that part of the appeal is that like okay, like we're gonna unlock OG because OG's been complaining about his role on the Raptors. But at the same time, like if he gets traded to Memphis, like whoa, like Jaw still needs the ball, Bane still needs the ball. Like I don't know how much of the ball OG's getting there in Memphis or Pelicans, like. McCollum needs the ball. You're going to give the ball to Zion. The OG, wherever he gets traded, he's still going to be the third or fourth option. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to unlock this like unbelievable like scoring with OG wherever you go because he's if because he's not going to be the first or second guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like whoever gets him is going to be pretty ecstatic, or their fans will, based on the <laughs> reputation, which is perfectly fine by Good Alex. For them. I'm sure. Yeah, they can enjoy that. So it seems like that'll be gone uh, before the next show as the deadline's on Thursday. Other NBA stuff. We got this John Morant story coming out this afternoon. I'll, I'll read what was said just so we can get the full context. Um, it says, following the Pacers-Grizzlies game in Memphis, acquaintances of John Morant ag- aggressively confronted members of the Pacers near the team bus Later, someone in a slow-moving SUV, which uh, which Morant was in, uh, trained a red laser on players and coaches from the Pacers. They said it might have been from a gun. There was no way to confirm that. To me, my favorite part of this story is that they were too scared to call the police, but gladly called the Athletic to tell them about this situation. Yeah. I think that's a really shrewd move by them. Um, there was more details in there that pretty well made it clear that this actually was something that happened. The NBA invest investigated it somebody in John Morant's crew was ejected from the game for trash talking the Pacers and trying to walk on the floor so he was part of the people that were yelling at them after the game I think his dad was involved somehow which is no surprise because his dad's in every single thing that's going on with John Morant Um, they said that John Morant came out after these people were fighting then they saw them get in the SUV that was the one that pulled up and had the laser so John Morant's unavailable for the game today he's not going to speak to the media um, I mean, it's just a wild story, but I think you'd have to say John Moran is the Bozo of the Year favorite for 2023 at this point in time. There's nobody else oh, like it. I think, I think the whole Grizzly team. Yeah, that's a, a very fair assessment because they've been on wild stuff for a week now. We had Dylan Brooks rolling up on, uh, on Mitchell's ankle on, I think that was Thursday night. The Shannon Sharp stuff. And then, you know, Jaw saying I'm fine in the West. And then they went like eight and nine or they have a losing record against the West actually. And then just talking all this crap against golden state. Like they've been wild these last oh, man. I didn't, I didn't know the Minnesota first round win would, would, you know, get you that gas. Shout out Pat Bev for that. Yeah. He really made them think that they were going up against like the 86 Celtics, bro. They're like, we, we yeah. beat the Timberwolves in six. Yeah. So they have got quite the, quite the team over there. I, um, I mean, they one of the more unlikable teams you'd say in the NBA. Oh, in, in sports. For me, they are. Yeah. And I don't know about young kids. I know young kids are like in love with John and stuff, but. They're very unlikable to me. They Can I make anything. a confession? Yeah, I'm actually the owner of a John Morant jersey. What are you gonna? What's your next move? What are you gonna do with it? 
I haven't worn it in a long time, and it's probably going to stay in the back of the closet. But I just feel like, in the sake for the sake of like honesty and like full disclosure, I I do want to get that on the record. Well, that's fine. Like I was a Jaw <laughs> fan when he came into the league, just primarily because I wasn't a Zion fan. So Thank I was like, you hey, for how can I how can I root how can I root against Zion? Let me be a Jaw fan. And he was sick the first few years, but now this whole stuff of like. I don't know. He's getting so gassed and Memphis has just been so unlikable and they're not that good of a team. And yeah, I, I'm not a fan, honestly. Yeah. And T's kind of get flying off the handlebar a little bit. Because <laughs> T was getting into getting into it with Shannon too. I mean, T, T's been going off the handles for years now, I feel like. Like him going to all these games. Like I feel like, he, like he, they say that it's, that it's a grueling schedule in the NBA. He doesn't take nights off, dude. He's courtside everywhere they go. So, I mean, I, I feel like if I was a dad, I would only go maybe 10, 20 times a year. I mean, credit to him. If he wants to do that, it's his life. But I also, I'm free to judge that as much as I want. I, like, I, I don't know what, so I think they were in, were they in Indiana? No, it's in Memphis. Which I mean, the other part of this is why, other... why are you pointing? Why are you pointing lasers at people over a, like a Wednesday night game at home against the Pacers? Like, what, what are you well, doing? That's what I'm saying though, or like he he like he travels with the team, and like why are you pulling up on like a Tuesday night in Charlotte? Like, yeah, that's there's skip. no like there's got to be something better you can do. Like, go read a book. Like, go spend time with your granddaughter or something. Like. Yeah, he's like a he's like a full time groupie. He is. Yeah, for the Grizz. Embarrassing. Man, couldn't be me, dude. I don't like this team. I don't like them very much at all. And honestly, this is just as much like on Taylor Jenkins too. Like, take a stand, bro. Like, you can make some different rules. You can say, you know what, no family for the mm-hmm. next you know few weeks. It doesn't have like it doesn't matter. Jaws family, anybody's family, no family next few weeks. Like we got to buckle up here and focus. And I don't know. No, there's... no extracurriculars. I don't want to hear anyone talking about, you know, in the media, none of this stuff. And like he's just letting this team do whatever they want. And they're a bunch of, they're a bunch of kids. They're all at like under 25 years old. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and I don't know if there's a precedent for this before, but it almost feels like to me, like John Morant's like, like the Grizzlies have no history. Like Zach Randolph, Marcus all like those are the best Grizzly teams ever. But John Moran is like the one guy they've had in their franchise history that like transcends beyond the city of Memphis where he's like one of the most popular players with the kids. Like we said, he, you know, he's a social media darling. I think they said he has the most like views on his videos as opposed to any player. Like people want to see what he's doing because he's an amazing athlete, but because he's like the only guy the Grizzlies have ever had like that, I feel like they just roll the red carpet out for him and try to make him as comfortable as possible. Like it would be what would happen if like the NHL was like the, the NBA and this is how you had to treat McDavid to keep him around in Edmonton. Like this is the type of treatment or situation that I would compare that to even though it's a little bit wild because I don't think Connor McDavid's going around with the red beam Pointing lasers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> happening after regular season games against the Sharks. But um, to me, I feel like that's kind of the situation here where they're they're doing everything they can to make him comfortable, make him want to stay. Where it's really like yeah. you should probably tell him to tone down. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that, and that would kind of be the only explanation as to how they've let him get like so out of out of like he's just out of whack, like he's off off the wall right now with like what he's doing um and how much he's talking in the media and everything like i i totally agree i think they just treat him like a king there um and i don't have a problem with that but at some point like i just think the focus and the distractions um you know the focus needs to take precedent over the distractions and all the talking and all that stuff so i'm with you um the there was another nba fight this weekend 
uh, Thursday night game, or maybe Friday night, Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba going at it. Uh, they were each suspended a bunch of games. Now, I think th- this one was good for a lot of reasons. It looked like, I don't know if it ever came out what he said, Mo Bamba, because he came off the bench to fight Austin Rivers, but Mo Bamba is Owen's boy. So I know that he was probably repping hard for his guy in this. I mean, what was your takeaway on the whole fight? What was your what was your reaction? Yeah, I got to back up Mo Bamba. <laughs> I respect like, it, dude. He's about to turn the corner. I'm telling you guys, it's <laughs> he's it's it's all gonna come. It's all gonna click. Uh, he's just gonna put the pieces together. It's just gonna take a little bit longer. <laughs> it's, it clicked for like 30 games last year, uh-huh. and I was like Raptors, like get get your center. <laughs> And uh, thank God we did. I was like, I was like, kind of pissed when he resigned with the Magic. I was like, no, like, how'd we lose out on him? But man, it doesn't seem like he's turned that corner yet. It doesn't. It doesn't really seem like it. But he did. He's getting beat out by Bull Bull. Like Bull Bull's like stealing minutes. Yeah, but I think that's kind of a win. Good. That's a win-win for Owen because he's he's a Bull Bull guy too. So you really might be a Magic guy at the end of the day. I do like the magic. Magic have some pieces. There's some. There's some guys. They're putting it together, just like their boy yeah, Mo. Putting it together. That's that's yeah. what you like to see. As far as the fight goes, Mo he put posted the uh, the F round find out chart that uh, a lot of people like to post. You know the one I'm talking about. He put that oh. on his on his Instagram story, and then Austin Rivers. I have I have to read Austin Rivers' Instagram story because it's an, it's just an all timer. He said, "Quote, buddy, I went at you one on five with no backup." You needed your teammates other space wise. You would of would have been chalked. I think he meant choked out talking about find out laugh emoji. We only know you from old rap song, not hoops, Stafu and Orlando, my city <laughs> ask around and find out. They don't mess with you. They're facts. So or, him saying, him saying, Orlando is my city is so wild. Like he's like, I, if you land in Disney, I will know. Like I'm, I've got shooters in Orlando. I love Chris Chioza, Austin Rivers. This is unbelievable. I just last thing we needed on that was like a actual address drop. Yeah, yeah. If he dropped a pin, it's like you don't want to come around. Like you don't want to find out. You don't want to get my chalked. Boy, Mickey, Mickey, and Goofy are gonna <laughs> kick your butt. Like why is um why is Orlando his spot, dude? Like he never played there. Like his dad coached there for a little bit. Like that's the only connection I can make about Orlando it's being his city. So random. That's like I don't know. That's weird. It's like a very like that's like someone being like Malibu. Come <laughs> around and you're gonna find out. <laughs> don't come around Malibu, bro, because that's my city. <laughs> like, you guys what? know. He's got a he's got a spot a Spotify original podcast coming out. Uh, I think it is out, dude. I think he like yeah. I mean, or maybe it is out. I can't lie. I'm not I'm not a huge Austin Rivers guy. I can't I can't really see myself. He's always getting he's always getting beat up, man. I feel like he's been in a few scuffles, and he always is the one like that's bleeding and stuff. He's kind of <laughs> like Brandon all, Knight. Also, he's always in the. He's still. I don't know how he's still in the league. He's like. <laughs> On yeah, a new team every every four months, and he's just still kicking around. Like it'll be like somebody will, some team will have some injury at guard, or like somebody will get COVID or something. And it's just Austin Rivers. <laughs> it's literally he's like back. it's a clause in the NBA. It's like if 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 two or more guards get injured, you automatically have to consider Austin Rivers as your point guard. Like it's unbelievable. Do you have his like teams list up, Owen? I know he's got Houston, Clippers, Hornets, like, Knicks. I think he's been he's everywhere. Got, 
it was Hornets, Pelicans was in 2012-2015, then Clippers, Wizards, Rockets, Knicks, Nuggets, <laughs> Wolves. Wow. That's a little, you know what though? That's low key some contenders in there. Like he's got a little Danny Green syndrome where it's like every year I'm going to be on a new contender. <laughs> oh, he's like ring chasing. Yeah, he's he doing like the just worst. He got the league and he was just wanted the ring. <laughs> he's, he's doing like quarterfinal chasing. Like that's what, that's where he wasn't gets it, off. Wasn't he kind of, wasn't he low key a big part of that, of those Rocket team? Or, or was he on the Clippers then? I feel like I know he was a big part of those Clippers Rockets playoff rounds. He was always involved. He was always doing. Wasn't he? He was probably in the game. The timeline matches that he would have been in that game with the tunnels with uh, with Chris Paul when he went back to play the Clippers. You remember that? And then they said, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Like yeah. he was probably a disruptor in that, if I'm remembering correctly. He's like a king yep. of the brawl. Now that we figured this out, for sure. Man, and Orlando's his city, even though he's never played there. <laughs> and he'll chalk you out Damn. if he gets the chance. Just be on the lookout so for the So fair chalking. warning, guys, before you go to Orlando, ask Austin Yeah, if you're allowed to go. Well, don't ask <laughs> him. He'll know. He'll know where if you touch down. Trust it, dude. He's got the process down. Good for him. Good scrap. Um, I guess the only other basketball thing is LeBron. He's got his scoring record that he's going to break this week, probably on Tuesday. Um, he needs 36 more points. Now, to me, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting thing when he finally breaks this record. Like it's been talked about for a long time. It'll be a nice moment. I don't know that I'm, you know, I'm definitely not clearing my schedule to watch the Thunder Laker game, but it will be nice to see him break the record. I do think, though, that the interesting thing coming out of this was Jordan rolling out the carpet for the two, three day, which hand up. I fell in the trap last show of saying that it was Jordan day because I think the consensus is that he rolled that out to kind of remind people like, Hey, I know LeBron's going to break the record next week, but let's talk about me for a day before he gets the chance. How can I make this about me? Yeah. How can I make this about me? And Kendrick Perkins, like almost having a breakdown on live TV because they were talking about Kyrie Irving on MJ Day, like it was MLK Day, was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So shout out to Kendrick Perkins for that. But where are you at on that theory, Alex? Yeah, it is interesting because, like, as we know, MJ's been a pretty quiet guy his whole post-NBA career, like after he's retired and he hasn't been around much. But, like, after, you know, LeBron won his fourth ring with the Lakers, I heard a story. I forget who it was. I, I, I was watching it on Twitter. Um, someone said as soon as LeBron won his fourth ring with the Lakers, that that someone was on a flight to Charlotte to start talking to, to MJ about the documentary. That was after the um after the Cavs won in in twenty sixteen. That's when uh, he, there you go. There three, you go. Third. Three days after they won, he gave the heads uh, the approval for them to do Last Dance. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's honestly like I mean respect to LeBron. LeBron's gonna be my goat, and like sorry, that's just how it is. And I think. Like we've talked about this before. Like we grew up watching him. I don't like I respect what MJ's done and stuff, but I'm not gonna go out here and say, you know, well, maybe Larry Bird or maybe MJ. Like LeBron's my goat and it is what it is. Um, and I, I don't know, I think he has a really, really fair argument now of being the goat. Like, like I know some people like talk about records and, and I'm not the biggest records guy, but I mean being number one and passing Kareem is no short feat. So I personally think that um, this is a pretty big milestone for LeBron, and in and it's a big addition to his resume as 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 the goal. Yeah, me too. I think there's like a contingent of like NBA fans before who'd be like, yeah, like 
there's Michael Jordan and LeBron like for like eye test and like dominance or whatever. But like Kareem's the clear number two or like he's right yeah. there because of like scoring and stats. But at this point, there's no there's no it's like it's LeBron or it's MJ. There's nobody else. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's always going to be people that are going to like they're going to go to the grave saying it's Michael Jordan and they could watch every minute of LeBron James play. But they'll go to the grave saying it's Michael Jordan. And there's people that will say it's LeBron. And that debate will probably never be resolved. Unless LeBron just goes on some crazy, and even then, if he had a crazy end of his career, it's still going to be tough. But uh, I do think there's there's no debate now. I think this basically eliminates the last piece of evidence that you could use to to include Kareem in the discussion. Yeah, it does seem like it, it It really sells down to the two. It is a true telltale sign of Pro Bowl week that we are right on with MJ LeBron talk, but I do also think that it's pretty telling that Jordan rolls out the 2-3 day right in advance of this. I just think it shows a lot to say that, you know, he he at least acknowledges that it's a conversation. So to me, I agree with Alex. Like it's, I mean, I didn't grow up watching Jordan, so I can't say that anybody else is... Better than the best player I've seen. Only other things I had were, well, you said you didn't want to talk about the NHL All-Star game. I think... No, it, no, I do. I was kidding. Okay, good. I think it's merits discussion because it's almost a race to me with like who can appeal less to the younger generation between the NHL and the MLB at this point. Like They're both just dueling banjos at the back. Owen can maybe speak to this a little more, but the MLB... Rolling out Jazz Chisholm as their like cover athlete for MLB The Show is one of the saddest things I have ever seen. Like that, that is just <laughs> impossibly depressing. That they're like, all right, like Miami, exciting. Like it's like you're like three years late on Miami Vice being interesting. So yes. I don't know yes. why you're going all in on that. I mean, you could speak more to this on. I don't think he's like a all star player, really. I could be wrong, but that's my impression of him. I'm just looking up his stats. I feel like he is like a borderline. Like he plays a really tough position. Like I think he's a shortstop, so that helps his value. And, and then, yeah, I think he's an all-star caliber guy. Like I would put. I don't think he's like a top fifteen, top twenty player. But I don't think it's like it's not like you're putting. Is Zegris? Is he an all-star? That's a good comparison because it is a good comparison. Because like maybe I've seen like a highlight or two on Instagram, but the fact that we all know so little about Jazz Chisholm and the MLB's like, all right, like hand him the keys to the car. Like he's the he's the model of our league. Is is an impossibly depressing state to be in. I feel like I I agree with Phil's point. You have a lot of good players like. Like even take those Florida Panthers teams. Like I know I know Huberto sucks right now, and but like you could even take Barkov for example. Like that would be so random for like that's like the NHL taking Barkov, and he's a good player, but that's like them taking Barkov. I mean, like here we go. Like that's our guy. It's like no one watches this person. Like, yeah, <laughs> and no one's watching the Marlins is the problem. Oh no! Like, and yeah. respect to Jazz Chisholm. Like, like what Owen said, I trust Owen's, you know, MLB knowledge. He says he's like a borderline all-star, if not an all-star. But no one's watching the Marlins, dude. So why why is he the cover athlete? That doesn't make sense. I think he wasn't. I think he actually was an all-star this year. Okay. Like he actually made but the all-star But even then, what I'm saying but no, is I like agree. Florida Panthers guys, like you had Kachuk be an all-star. I don't know if Barkov was. I'm assuming he probably was because it was in Florida. Mm-hmm. That's like putting them still at the – and it's like no one watches Florida. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're, I remember you when you were doing your like 
baseball, like most irrelevant teams, like I still agree, Diamondbacks are, are clear for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the Marlins, uh, they're on the podium, on my personal podium. They're so irrelevant. They're, and they haven't been relevant my entire life. They've been irrelevant. They're dueling with the Rockies for silver right now. It's, a, it's an intense <laughs> yeah. battle of who can be more relevant. Um, I just, uh, to, like you said, like nobody knows this guy. Nobody watches this guy. And the other thing is like, I don't care, me personally, and I think they should think this way from a marketing perspective, like take the slander, just market the best Yankee or market the best Dodger or market the best yeah. Red Sox. That's the only way your game is going to be more interesting. I was talking to Alex about this the other day. The like, Take basketball as an example. At the time, I didn't like the Warriors teams with Durant, but having like a villain was the best thing that could have happened to the sport because it got you watching, it got you interested. Could they be beat? Like To me, that's how I feel. So if you marketed like the Dodgers, like, oh, like this guy's a star, but some people don't like him. I don't know if it's Mookie Betts or whoever. That would be great. That would get interest in your sport, but they're too dumb and they're like new, flashy, blonde hair, Marlins red jersey cover the game. Like, I, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it is weird. That's what it must have been. They must have been like, oh, he's got blue hair. Like, he's like kind of like he's got some like yeah. swag or whatever. Kids love it. But yeah, they, for, they just forgot the fact that he plays in like the most irrelevant franchise for the most irrelevant franchise in like the sport i don't get why you don't go judge unless he was just was he just there I, it doesn't matter if he's just there to me like just put him on again like it's there's no rule against that no it's true well, nhl it's true. had no problem putting matthews on like two years in a row and then, which and like sure whatever like matthews is definitely like, i'm not going to compare him to jazz chisholm <laughs> but but yeah it's almost like they're not really trapped it's like i get like the game like they're trying to get kids in the game, but at the same time, like you're not really getting them in the game of like baseball, baseball. Like they're gonna, they might play the game because it's like, oh my god, like wow, this guy looks so sick. Like let me buy the game. Fortnite hair. But they're not actually tuning in to watch <laughs> baseball though. Well, no, but well, that's what I think the MLB is making the mistake with. They've they they're honestly beyond repair, and the NHL is close behind because that I mean. They're can we talk about all NHL All Star? We can, and they, they're they're trying to market to the kids. And the first two guys that do shootout attempts are Happy Gilmore and Miami Vice, which are from like the late '80s, early '90s. Like, what kid is like, oh my god, Happy Gilmore? Like, yes, <laughs> dude. And that's what your event is for. It's for the kids. It was an impossible watch. I watched like 40 minutes, and I couldn't believe how bad it was. It was atrocious. <laughs> I, I have a lot of problems with it. My first problem is they have to get rid of the 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 shootout thing. Yeah, like, oh. I, I, maybe uh, for some reason I was actually talking to my neighbor. Even and you should we describe were, oh, no. you should describe to Owen what the shootout attempts were. Okay, because I don't I doubt he saw him. You it's just got to tell him. So uh, bad. It's really just it's kind of like they've run into the problem where it's kind of like the dunk contest at this point where it's like I don't know you've kind of run out of cool things to do and. Um, Essentially, the first one was Mitch Marner. He dressed up in all white. And okay, like, okay, sure. But like, he just went and just did a regular shootout. And and, and I thought, to be fair, he just went up and like shot it. Like it was a regular like season game. And I get it. I think it's kind of unfair to ask these players to come up with something crazy. There's only so much crazy stuff you can come up with. Um, Like Zegras' one was cool. I know we were just yeah. slandering him, but that one was freaking nuts but like not all those guys can do that like you're asking kachuk to do something 
Like his was equally as bad. Owen. he put like a bucket hat on, I guess he was the one that dressed up as happy Gilmore. He went up, was like juggling the puck all the way, put the puck, caught the puck with his bucket hat. Like he like took it off and he was like, took oh, it the off, puck's caught the in the puck bucket, with his hat. bucket hat, like shook the puck in his bucket hat, dropped it back on the ice and like slap shotted it in from one foot. And like PK Subban, who was like narrating the whole thing, and was like the host. It's like, oh, like <laughs> no way! Like you go back and watch it. I can't. Like I know PK is getting paid to do this and stuff, but it is so <laughs> cringe. Like we're not. Like you're not telling me we're going. Oh, for Matthew Kachuk slap shotting it in from one foot in. Like, no. like please tell me we haven't gotten to this point it was so freaking bad so save the players from like the cringiness because i'm sure the players don't think it's that sick either i'm sure they just come up with it. something new yeah just come up with literally something new i don't know what but don't do the shootout anymore it's so bad and oh. like oh no the worst the worst really you gotta was... act like he like kian or what, what was sarah or kia nurse i keep mixing them up which one's the one that plays hockey sarah yeah yeah Acting like her shootout was sick, like it wasn't that cool. Like I don't like it's just and 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 no offense, like Wait. she's a good hockey player, but no one can even come up with anything cool anymore. It's just not cool. Can I ask you a question? So I just kind of caught a little bit on the t- on just like a TV last night. Uh, I saw they were like shooting pucks at some surfboards, and like literally seventy five percent of the pucks were just going into the ocean. <laughs> Is somebody getting those or? Yeah. Did somebody pick those up? First of all, is the event just, it's like, a, I'm guessing a target practice kind of thing. With yeah. The surfboards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, some, kind of like, kind of a bad event, but then yeah. <laughs> did somebody get, did somebody get the pucks? Pucks are or... expensive too. You don't want to just, yeah. you don't want to just waste them, dude. They're like four bucks a pop, dude. And he was I... just, I saw Adam Fox who f- f- drafted by the flames. I, I watched a YouTube video about it. Didn't sign. Yeah, and then controversy. So I'm not really don't really like the guy, and he was just firing these pucks into the ocean. Like it was like one out of every eight, maybe or nine, was hitting a board. It was can, crazy. Can I also add? Um, the I got so carried away with my first thing. The second thing I wanted to mention <laughs> is the their rule of having a minimum of one all star from every team oh. is a joke. It's a disgrace. It's a, Yo, and they're they're so only doing themselves a disservice with that because oh, you're taking away interesting people to get literally. representation from teams that nobody watches, bro. I like know. why is why am I watching Troy Terry in an All Star game? And why is Kevin Hayes there <laughs> and Clayton Ke- like no, like literally to what Phil said, they're doing themselves a disservice. No offense, but no one's like, oh my god, Dad, Kevin Hayes, like <laughs> holy crap. Like, oh my, I don't know. It's it makes no sense. It is so silly to me. And the other thing about it was, um, I, I you mentioned the shootout stuff. Like Mitch Marner comes in in all white, and like, okay, like, all right, at least I can say he tried. So I'll, He's I'll be trying. Not, good for him. I'll, I'll be nice and say that he tried. I don't find it cool. I'm not a kid. I'm not who his marketplace is. Whatever. Equally unqualified to talk about it. If I'm unqualified to talk about it is like the 65-year-old Canadian broadcasters who are trying to hype it up to the kids. And they're like, oh, you see him wearing the white skates. Like, kids are going to be trying to dress like this forever. It's like, why are, you, why are you commenting on this, bro? You have no idea what the kids like. You're like, you don't even know what Miami Vice is, bro. 
I just yeah, don't I, get it, man. They just do so many things wrong, and it's both these leagues. That's why the the NBA, like, I find the regular season boring, and that the players sitting out all the time like ruins the product. But even so, it's still like lapping the other leagues by like ten. It it, it could it, there's no way they could catch up in the next like two decades. That's how far ahead they are. I don't know. Just the fact that like I, I watched the intros, like. They were introducing McDavid and Dreisaitl. And fans were almost acting like, like, sorry, who who was who did they just introduce? Yeah. Like there was no like big roar or any like it was like crickets. Yeah. Like I was and then some guy I saw a TikTok video, he was walking around interviewing the fans. And they were like, which team does McDavid play? And they're like, Oh, like we know he plays for a Canadian team, but like we're not like and then one one of the girls was like, Ottawa. Or like the just like that is like that's, that's concerning. Sad. That's if you're sad. like a mark like if you're the head of marketing for the NHL, that like you know some of these people aren't 100 sure who McDavid plays for. Like that's just straight up bad. <laughs> and also, bad I've said it before marketing. on here. You'll call me. You could call me like you know, I guess a homer for this. He should be on every billboard in North America. Is how they should market him. I know he has a personality of like a, a wet table, but it, uh, he still <laughs> well, is that he, breathtaking well, of an athlete. Well, the NHL did themselves a disservice by signing a deal with ESPN because ESPN does not market the NHL ever. Have you ever seen ESPN being like, "Wow, what a banger!" You know, between this team and this team. <laughs> no, they literally never post anything about the NHL. It's so bad. Plus, you have to pay. For ESPN Plus to even watch these games. So they're not even included in like the basic cable package. It's like, I don't know how the NHL thought this would be a good idea. Like, it's like, you're, it, this isn't the NFL. Like, the NFL can be like, okay, say, like, everyone's paying an extra $20 if we have to to watch the NFL. Yeah. But no one's paying an extra 20 bucks to watch like the NHL. I'm sorry. So trying to at least get it on cable, my guy. And I think the ratings are just getting killed this year. Like, I. Oh. I that's what I was reading. So they're in a lot of trouble. Only other thing I had written down was McGregor's fighting. I think Owen would be the guy to talk to about this. I don't really, like, what's TUF and, and who's this guy he's fighting? I'm not really familiar. I don't know. I think it is a big draw because it's McGregor, but I don't, it's not like a title fight. So it's like a money grab, Owen, on McGregor's part. Or like, uh, it's definitely, yeah, he'll, like, he'll make a lot of money for it. It's not really anything that'll, I don't think, I mean, I, I know I've heard Michael Chandler. I know he's like a legit fighter. Like he's, he beat, I'm looking at his record. He lost to Poirier last time they fought. That was his last fight. He lost to Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira. So yeah, I think, he, I mean, he's 36. He is going to be, you know, a bit since he's fought, um, but he's still active. So, I mean, it's, it's not like it's like a, he's fighting some random just to just because it's a McGregor fight. Like this is a real fighter. Um, but you know, I don't think, I think McGregor is well past his prime. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think, yeah, it'll make a, a lot of money. And I think people will tune in because there's no bigger draw in combat sports than Conor McGregor. As far as I'm aware. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't think it says anything, any sort of bearing on like the actual division. Like yeah, the welterweight division, and this, the lightweight division. This is st stuff that happens in this sport, particularly where it's just you know, two older guys getting in the ring for the sake of making some money, and yeah, legacies are set in stone, so there's nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm trying to see where he's ranked. He's number five in lightweight in the lightweight rankings. So, oh, I don't know. He's not. A, he's not a, like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not a Nate Robinson, but, Jake Paul situation. No, but yeah, yeah, it's not, not it's nothing, not a huge draw. Yeah, I'd say he's you know the the paper the the antics have sort of gone out the window, which make it we've seen everything there is to see. It's kind of at the end anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, uh, the, we have heard from LeBron. I should say before we finish oh, off, good. I just liked yes. and retweeted it. It was a banger. He tweeted, "Quote: Maybe it's me." So he's just in his emo bag, um, <laughs> really stressed out about Kyrie. I would like him to show up like with like hair over his eyes next game. I think that would be like a really good move for him. Um, just sort of lean into the brand, like go like like a full Lil Uzi Vert type transformation for your wardrobe, paint, nails. paint your nails, and just go full grunge I mean, to break the scoring record. And that outfit would be all time. So I hope that that happens for his sake. Um, I will say I'm very excited about the next show because we get to do our prop tournament, which uh, I'm ready to go. I've already been doing a little studying about the halftime show. I have a couple things that I want to take. Um, the, the championship of the picks tournament is coming down to this. I think everybody pretty much has a shot except for Adam. So it's going to be exciting. And I'm excited for the Super Bowl, honestly. It does like, it takes a while to rev the engine for the Super Bowl. But I think by the time we speak, I will be so. At least there's that to look forward to next week. And I'll get and trade deadline. And NBA trade deadline. So it's gonna be a good show. Yeah. I'm excited. That's the point. I'm excited too. I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. I know we're gonna talk about it on Friday, but uh Chiefs under. Everybody we're on the Chiefs under. Let's go. Write that down, yeah. everybody. Get the get the value yeah. now. Lock it in now. Before yes. the, before Vegas gets the word. Because Owen's been yeah. hot this year, so you don't want to jump on that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So 10 today, I would say. I'd have to give today a 10. But 10. Me too, 10. That's the spirit, dude. I love to see that. And then we're going to figure out what to do in the off-season bag because the movie reviews are going to be coming. You should actually, wow. advice to the people, if anybody made it this far um, and you have Flickrbox, follow the boys. That's letterbox, Letterbox. Letterbox, my bad, my bad. We're all, okay. letter, we're all officially Letterboxed. We are yeah. all officially Letterboxed. You can keep up with our scores. For the mo- the movie reviews are going to be unbelievable all time. The book club for movie reviews is like one of the best ideas we've ever had. Yeah. I'm excited. And we'll, you know what? We'll mix like you guys give us suggestions, but we'll mix in like new movies that are hitting theaters and older movies that have been out for a long time. So it's going to be fun. Is there one we should start with? You think? Oh, that's a good idea. Let's because I, I feel like the best way to structure it is like we do a review and then we have the next one ready to go and then we shoot it out and we let the people oh, know yeah. this is what this is the one we're doing next like i feel like that's the best way to do it so they have a full week to catch but yeah i don't know about one right off the hop like what is, was there one that you wanted Should to probably do? be one that maybe we haven't all watched and then after we can get into ones that maybe someone's watched as well i don't know yeah i'm down the best part about this is adam's going to have to become a movie guy cuz i asked him to get letterbox and he said i watch two movies a year so I was like, all right. So then I guess you can't have it. Oh no. Like yeah. we got to grill Adam when he gets back, put we, him on the hot seat a little bit. We do. Maybe let's everybody write out some questions for him and let's just, let's just grill him, dude. Cause I, I've been yeah, waiting. I asked him a lot of things and he just straight up says no. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going to have to press like, him. Yo, can you do this? And he was like, no. <laughs> like, all right. That's classic Adam. Yeah, which is honestly kind of like empowering that he's just like, no, like he doesn't yeah. give you a reason or anything. Like, I wish I could do that. That's like kind of respect. Yeah. So credit to him. 
You like to see it. We'll be back Friday doing the picks. We also have to get Jeff on to get his draft in the worst fan bases draft because we owe him that one. You know, the curse came in, so we'll have to get him back for that, which will be good. But yeah, we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Have a good start to your week.